Brace yourself and buckle up. You are about to hear a life-changing, history-making, world-defining message from the New Birth Podcast. Tell everybody you know, things will never be the same. Luke 23, verse 39 through 43. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at Jesus. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today, you will be with me in paradise. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at Jesus and said, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. The other criminal said, don't you fear God? We're in this position because we deserve to be. But this man has done nothing. I want to preach for a little while today using as a subject, I should have blocked their number. I, I, I should have. Um, I should have blocked their number. Look at the person beside you and tell them, I can preach this sermon. I can. Amen. I should have blocked their number. A generation ago, if you mentioned blocking somebody, you immediately think of great football teams like the Baltimore Ravens or the Detroit Lions. But now the universe orbits around social media and it pertains uh, more often than not to Androids and Instagram and Apple or TikTok. I want to say this to you and I want you to write it down. It's going to heal you as soon as you hear it. Blocking is a form of self-care. Blocking is a form of self-care. By doing so, you are drawing a line in the sand because somebody has crossed the line when it comes to preserving your peace. This enterprise of blocking should not be reserved for your crazy ex. But it should be extended to indulgent relatives, overbearing co-workers, nosy neighbors, and obnoxious associates. Blocking people puts a restraining order on all forms of abuse and issues a bench warrant on behalf of boundaries. When I block you, 
you have lost the luxury of looking into my life. When I block you, you can no longer pick my brain or pluck my nerves. I'm not block, I'm not arguing with you, I'm just blocking you. I can no longer entertain your insecurity. I gotta distance myself because you have become too comfortable being disrespectful. I don't need cleats, shoulder pads, or a helmet because in this season, I'm gonna be the best blocker in the league. The truth be told, people should, black people should have blocking on lock. In the middle of the Harlem Renaissance, Langston Hughes wrote a poem, Negroes sweet and docile, meek and humble and kind. Beware the day they change their minds. If we weren't so graceful as a people, we would be within our right to block calls from mortgage companies since they still owe us 40 acres and a mule. We could legitimately block calls from anybody named Sally Mae when for years it was illegal for us to learn how to read and write. And now we are in debt just because we wanted to graduate. I wish to God we could block all calls from the IRS because we are past due in receiving reparations for slavery. Reparations for sterilization, reparations for Tuskegee, reparations for Rosewood, reparations for Tulsa, reparations for Trayvon Martin, reparations for Mega Evers, reparations for Malcolm X, reparations for Denmark Vesey, reparations for Martin Luther King Jr., and reparations for your great-grandmama. We shouldn't have to pay a dime in taxes. When you look at how it is that America paid reparations to the Japanese and paid reparations to the victims of 9-11, I believe that they are due reparations, but who more should get reparations from the United States of America than the black people who made the stock market in the first place? There would not be an America if it were not for black people. It should be red, white, blue, and black because we were the ones that raised their children and raised their cotton fields. Ladies and gentlemen, we should be able to block the number when it is that they lied to our face in the Constitution and said we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men, all women are created equal and have the inalienable right of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and nine paragraphs later called us three-fifths of a human being. We could have blocked them from being the world's superpower, but look at us. We still vote, 
we still pledge allegiance, we still pay taxes, we still perform jury duty, we still serve in the military, we still take the day off on the 4th of July, we should be given a Congressional Presidential Medal of Honor of being this planet's most graceful and forgiving people. We got a right to be angry, we got a right to be upset, we got a right to have an attitude, but there is something in us that says if we hold our peace, then the Lord will fight our battles for us. If you know that we serve a God that still has a, a love and a heart for black people, would you clap your hands right there? Clap your hands. I know one thing for sure. The devil needs to stop trying to block your blessing. I feel compelled to remind you of the 10th chapter of Daniel when he fasted for three weeks in order to get a revelation and confirmation, but nothing happened. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12 and 13, you got to see what it says. The spirit of the Lord revealed that heaven heard him pray the first time. But there was warfare in heaven. Hear this, because the devil does not want to see your prayers get answered. But the Bible says that the angels prevailed and were able to defeat demonic principalities. I need you to lift up that hand. I'm going to speak this over your life. Whatever or whoever has been trying to block your blessing. I now block them. I block every narcissist. I block every manipulator. I block every racist, every racial profiler. I block every stalker. I block every scammer. I block every abuser. I block every drunk driver. I block every jealous friend. I block every identity thief. I block every oppressor. I block it and I break it. That everything that you've been praying for is now on its way to your house. And those of you that believe that it is now broken, will you give God glory right where you are? You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I need you to just look down your row and tell them it's broken is broken. Would you be seated, please? Thank you. If you'll be seated, please. Somebody shout out loud, it's broken. I need you to shout it with authority. It is broken. The Holy Spirit just blocked the things that are coming at you. By the power of the Holy Ghost, I now take authority over every blockage inside of you. I break up every blockage in your arteries, every blood clot in your legs, every blood clot in your intestine, every blood clot in your lungs, every obstruction to the blood flow to your heart and to your brain, every blood clot in your digestive system. I declare that your body is free. <laughs> 
of every illegal growth that has taken residence in your body. You are anointed from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. I declare and decree that every cancer cell is being broken. Every fibroid is being broken. Every illegal growth and every tumor, every gallstone is now being broken. That he that the sun sets free is free indeed. I declare there will be no premature deaths in this building. There will be no blockage in your hips, in your knees, in your reproductive organs, or in your limbs. Satan, the blood of Jesus is now against Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. You don't even know what just happened. Seven people just got healed. I better say it again. Seven people just got healed. Five of you don't know when to scream. Three of them ain't even in the room. But you got a family member. The doctor didn't know what to do. But God said, because you trusted me, every blockage is broken. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. I speak death to blood thinners. I speak death to addiction to pain medication. I speak death to what it is that they have prescribed that does not do your body any good. I declare war on every mental illness. The gates of hell shall not prevail. There will be nothing blocking your assignment, your idea, your business, or your children. I came to tell that nasty, no good, scandal of a demon, whatever you thought that was gonna stop me, you got another thing coming. If God be for me, who can be against I just need 50 people to shout out loud, it's broken, it's broken, it's broken. I had to climb up the telephone pole of uh, Luke 23 and tap into a phone call of a convicted felon by the name of Decimus, who was placed, who is now found placing a collect call to Christ. He and his co-defendant are dangling from the cross. It is believed that they were guilty of robbing innocent people and beating innocent people and leaving them for dead in the desert. Might I think out loud with you for just one moment that perhaps these two robbers are the same robbers who jumped the man who was walking from Jerusalem to Jericho when a good Samaritan had to restore. It is interesting for you to note that there is a distinction between a robber and a thief. 
God help me. There's, there's a difference between a robber and a thief. While you are in church today, while you are in church today, uh, there can be somebody who is a thief in your house who is uh, going through your drawers and taking money and taking checks. Uh, there could be a, uh, a thief, here it is, who can go into your car and take your radio out. But a robber is somebody who has the audacity to do it in your face. They are not doing it behind your back. God help me. And so it is a robber that will come and snatch your purse. It is a robber that is a carjacker. It is a, a robber who will take your phone from you. Y'all not saying nothing to me. And so it helps me to better understand what Malachi was saying. Can a man rob God? In other words, when I am stealing from God, I'm not doing it behind his back. But in his face, I'll take his tithe. I know that this belongs to God, but I will misappropriate it and put it somewhere else. God forbid the people who got so bold who thought that they could steal your self-esteem in your face. They tried to convince you of what you were not and what you could not accomplish and who they thought you were, but they had no idea that there is a greater authority over my life. There is something that needs to be said. Hear this, because according to Roman law, you are not crucified for just being a thief. You are crucified, hear this, because there had to be another crime connected to it. God forbid, help the people who stole my peace, stole my heart, stole my joy, stole my value, and thought they got away with it. It was not about the money. Y'all ain't saying nothing. It took years for me to heal and to get myself back together. And you gonna find yourself crucified from it. Um, by itself, it is not a crucifiable transgression. But they never list what they did outside of steel. Aren't you glad that whatever is your shortcoming, God has not publicized it? Whatever it is that you've done, you ought to be thankful under God. You sitting in church today like you ain't done nothing. But I need you to think back over the last 30 days and think how you fell short of his glory. But he still, with his finger of care, woke you up this morning and gave you another chance. You sitting up here with your chest poked out as if you ain't sinned by thought, by word, and by deed. But I need those of you that know he looked beyond all of my faults and he saw me at my needs. He, um, he does something this thief does. He says something that I can't wrap my mind around. In verse 42, I want you to hear what this thief says. The thief says, remember me. Whenever you talk to God, it is a prayer. And so it doesn't have to be poetry. It doesn't have to upflow. It doesn't have to be the king's English. Whenever you are talking to God, it's a prayer. 
and I need you to hear this conniving thief's prayer. He said, remember me when you're coming to your kingdom. Uh, we heard this prayer uh, somewhat familiar before a couple of weeks ago in dealing with uh, Hezekiah. Hezekiah had uh, uh, gotten the word to get your affairs in order that you getting ready to die. And you remember what Hez did. He faced the wall and said to the Lord, remember me. Because I have been faithful, I have prayed, I have upheld your word. Remember me. And you remember what it is that I shared with you a couple of weeks ago. And the Lord added 15 years to his life. Uh, but when the thief said, remember me, you've got to understand that he is not devout. Uh, that he is not a practicing believer. Uh, that he's got a grimy and a low down life. But he still says to God, remember me. And what I got to ask that thief is, what exactly do you want God to remember? Hallelujah. When you have not had a pristine life, when it is that you haven't dotted all your I's, you haven't crossed all of your T's, that you didn't do everything that you were supposed to do, what is it exactly you want God to remember? I need somebody to just throw your head back and shout out loud. Lord, remember me. I, I, I know I'm not perfect. I don't pray as much as I should. I don't read the word as often as I should. I don't come to church as often as I should. I don't shout as loud as I can. But remember me. Remember that you look beyond all of my faults and you still see my needs. I need you to remember me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Remember me. What does he want God to remember? And if God were to run the footage today of the last three years of your life, what would be the highlight film? When God's thinking about blessing you, what would he see? What would be in front of him? You can fool some of the people some of the time. But you can't fool all of the people all of the time. Uh, we, we may not know everything, but God knows. But I still need God to remember me. I better say it another way because the thing that I appreciate about this thief is he knows where he is he deserves. And a lot of us have dissociative disorder and, and we forget what it is that we have done and how we have let God down. And we act shocked and surprised when we find ourselves behind the eight ball because we've deluded ourselves into believing we deserve his grace and deserve his mercy. But there are few of us in this room that know I'm not even worthy to call his name, that I don't even know why he keeps opening doors for me and making away from me. I got no idea why he loved me when I don't even love myself. Why he keeps picking me up when I act like a dog going back to my own vomit. Why it is he wipes away the tears when I'm the one that made myself cry. Remember me. And I want you to look at the first clause of verse 43. And I'm going to bid you adieu right there. I need you to see um, um, 
Those first three words of verse 43 is going to mess you up. Jesus answered him. You just missed a shout right there. Jesus answered a thief. Jesus answered a robber. Jesus answered a serial fornicator. He answered a gambler. He, he answered the one that lied on their resume. He answered the one that still gets drunk instead of praying. He answered the one that got pills on them right now. He answered the one that got a pop of mint on your breath so you don't smell like Johnny Walker. Y'all ain't saying nothing. He answered me. And do you know why I'm giving God glory on this Sunday morning? It ain't for no car. It ain't for no money. It ain't for no house. I need five of y'all that can keep it a hundred. The reason why I'm shouting is God had every reason to block me. But he's still talking to me. And you think if God is speaking to me that I care that you don't talk to me? I gotta give God glory. I gotta give him honor. I gotta give him praise. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Be seated for just one moment. Hallelujah. I don't know who needs to hear this, but I, I feel like this word is for somebody in this room. I need you to just set the record straight. Would you just announce he still talks to me? I know what you heard about me. I know what you think about me. And a whole lot of it I am guilty of. But the reason why I didn't blow my own brains out is he still talks to me. I, the reason why I give him glory is late in the midnight hour. He whispers in my ear. He still talks to me. He could have left me on red. He could have left me on green. But he talks to me. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I got to show you something. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of y'all don't need, but I'm getting ready to tell you, this, this ain't for you. But those of you, listen to me. The last prayer he answered on earth was not for perfect people. God, help me. The last prayer he answered was the prayer of somebody who didn't deserve the blessing. But because they had enough nerve to ask for it, Oh my God. He says, I'm going to do for you what I don't do for a whole lot of people. A whole lot of people got to wait for the end of their life to get the blessing. But here's for the imperfect people like Jamal Bryant. He said, because you had enough nerve to worship me, even though you were guilty. What I'm going to do for you, I hope y'all are shouting here. What you prayed for, I'm going to give you today. Today, I'm going to give you the answer to your prayer. Listen. Hallelujah. 
says, today you will be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. I got an announcement. Here it is. My sermon is over and I'm getting ready to throw the ball to you. The sermon is over and I'm getting ready to throw the ball to you. My sermon is over. I'm getting ready to throw the ball to you. Those of you who did everything right, come back next Sunday. I got a sermon for you. But all the imperfect people, I need you to hear me. God says, I hear you. The blockage in your life is now over. And when you open up your mouth, here's your shout. Heaven is open. God, listen. Hold on. Hold on, musician. Listen. The self-righteous people are getting ready to have an attitude. Those who are holier than thou are getting ready to get big mad. But God said, those of y'all that are repeat offenders and you keep messing up opportunity and opportunity and opportunity. God said, if you got enough nerve in spite of your flaws and your shortcomings, but you still crazy enough to pray, God said, heaven is open for you. You got one minute to get in the face of God and ask for what you want because heaven. Now listen, hallelujah. Listen. If you went to an HBCU, if you went to an HBCU, they told you in freshman orientation, look to your left, look to your right. One of them ain't gonna make it. One of them ain't gonna graduate. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Only one of the thieves made it. Because the other one didn't know how to talk to God. I can't hear nobody in here. Don't you wait on the other people on your road to give him glory. Because everybody ain't going to the next level. When you shout in here, God, I can't hear nobody. When you scream in here, act like you the only one. If nobody else makes it, I got to get my prayer answered. If nobody else steps in it, I got to get what God's got for me. If nobody else believes he's a prayer answering God, I believe it. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Softly musicians, listen to me. Somebody's hand is in your hand. Listen to me. He says, remember me when you get into my kingdom. And the master responds to him and says, today you will be in paradise. Oh my God. I prophesy to every person who has a hand in their hand that today you're going to be in paradise. You're going to feel more peace than you've had in years. More joy than you've had in years. Stuff is going to go so well, it's going to make you nervous. Because you don't understand why everything all of a sudden is going right for you. Every project is going to be approved. Every idea is going to get financed. Every program is going to get support. Said so today you 
are going to be with me in paradise. And only one of them made it because he knew how to talk to God. You are getting ready to enlist in the friends and family plan. Because when you cry out to God, you're crying out not just for you, but you're crying out for your friend who's out of order. God, help me. For your friend whose life ain't right with God yet. For your friend who swore they were never coming back to church. God said, when you give me glory, that's how much authority is in your throat. I'm not just going to do it to you. I'm going to do it for whoever is connected to you. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, I don't usually scream like this in church. But your destiny is on the line. Your future is at stake. Look at him and tell him, you ain't got to scream if you don't want to get to the next level. But I got to yell on the inside of me. Because I've been through too much hell. Hey. I've been through too much of a storm. I've been through too much warfare. Not to give him glory. I need you to shout new birth like you gonna get your prayer answered today. Hey. I said give him glory like your body is getting healed today. Like your child is getting it together today. Lift up that hand. I want to pray for you. This ain't to me. I said to your God, would you shout out loud, I want it today. I want my healing today. I want my breakthrough today. I want my marriage fixed today. I want my relationship with my family in order. And I want it today. I speak over every lifted hand. I speak over every lifted hand. Speak over every lifted hand. That every blockage in your life has been dismantled. I need you to hear me. Even if you are the blockage. Whatever has been coming between you and God coming in between you and your prayer life, coming in between you and your assignment, I declare it broken in the name of Jesus. And those of you, your faith mirrors and reflects the faith of your pastor. Would you go into warfare real quick and just start breaking strongholds? Come on, open up your mouth. I dare to just start breaking strongholds. Hallelujah. Come on, pull it down. Hallelujah. I said pull it down. Every stronghold that's been conspiring against your happiness, against your peace, 
against your life, against your finances, against your health. Come on, go to warfare. Y'all act like you in aerobics class. I said, pull it down. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty under God for the pulling down of strongholds. I summarily declare that every obstruction has summarily been broken over your life. And those of you who believe it, rejoice for it even now. I said, if you believe it, rejoice for it. What's wrong with you, Newberg? I said, if you believe it, rejoice for it. I hope you are energized that you don't need an energy drink. What you just heard should have you off and running, chasing your dreams, pursuing your purpose, and answering your call. If this was a blessing, share it with somebody else. Don't be selfish. This is what God gave you so that you can be a blessing to somebody who needs it worse.